podcast is for the boss bitches, rich bitches, broke bitches, bitch ass niggas. It's the Bitch Code Podcast. Welcome to the Bitch Code Podcast with Ashley and Company. We are powered by Owl Radio. It's everybody's favorite author here, Ashley Antoinette. And I am here with my chicas, the Bitch Code veterans, Bitch Code KC. What up, though? Bitch Code V. Hey, everybody. Oh, and we are so excited to bring you episode, what is this, seven? I think so. Yep. Is it? Seven. Episode seven. Whoop, we out here. Yeah, we kind of found our stride a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to open up the show with our shots. I was going to give everybody a break this morning because it's Sunday and, you know, on the Sabbath day, we rest. <laughs> but it was a rough morning. And it I need this shot <laughs> to get through the podcast. Let's go. So we don't have no cups. <laughs> So we're going to hit it straight from the bottle. Straight, like straight from the bottle. The Real that we are. <laughs> Any of y'all bitches been sucking dick? No. All right. What about <laughs> you? This morning. Okay, Chloe is <laughs> drinking out of the bottle last. <laughs> Chloe is drinking out the bottle last. I'll go first. Oh, Lord. It's already lit. Oh. <laughs> mm. oh. I feel like I'm sinning on a Sunday morning. Mm. On the Lord's Day. Right. It's delicious, though. Yeah. What we, we were drinking on today? Last time we had... Uh, I had Fireball. You did have Fireball. We had um, Crown Royal Apple, and today we have Peach Ciroc. Ciroc. And it's All amazing. Right. We're going to get straight into tea time. I'm going to talk about... First, we have to celebrate. Because, okay, listen, I am a fan of R&B. Mm-hmm. Like, I love 90s music. Yep. Like, I still turn up in the shower in my car. On the way here, I was singing to Tony Braxton. Like, I just love 90s music. And this week, Escape announced that they're getting back together. Yes. Right? I'm here for it. I'm totally here for that. Yes. All those hits that they had. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that Tiny getting her divorce from T.I., she can get back on the road. (laughs) True. We can just have this whole little R&B reunion. They're kind of old now, though. They are kind of old, but they can sing. Did you see the clip of them? I did. Oh, my goodness. What did they shoot that on? I don't know. It was That's what everybody was talking about. <laughs> they go, camera. But I, uh, their voices are still amazing. Yeah. Um, Candy Burrs can write her behind off. She wrote for, um, what's his name? Ed Sheeran. I can't say his last name. What's Ed his? Sheeran. Yeah, she yeah. wrote on his album. I didn't know that. She's an amazing yeah, she's songwriter. She's talented. So hopefully they'll come with some dope shit because I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm I'm super excited. I'm, I'm here for old school R&B. Yes. All day long. Yes. It was some of the best music. It was. And But you know what I realized about old school R&B? I was listening to, y'all remember Donnell Jones' CD, mm-hmm. um, the oh. Where I Want to Be. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that song, and I was like, wait, this kind of isn't romantic. He just saying he want to step out. And yes. Say, hey, it's a breakup song. So he finessed like, that shit, though. He finessed the shit out of you. <laughs> like, he, like, just straight made you think that he was the most romantic dude in the world. He had all the ladies singing it. And it was like, wait, he breaking up with us. Girl. But this our jam. It was the jam. <laughs> I still, I still go to that song. But we're happy about that reunion. But the next thing I want to talk about, most of those ladies are from Atlanta. And Atlanta mm-hmm. seem been cutting up lately. Did y'all hear about that orgy? No, please, spill this time. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's an it was an orgy party. This woman did up like this whole event where she invited the entire city out to an orgy. And I think for men to attend, it was $200 at the door. And for women to come, it was like 150 of course, because the women were the women are going to bring the men. So, right. but you had to come and pay to participate in an orgy with strangers. 
Do you know how many STDs are being passed around? That's fucking disgusting. Girl. That's nasty. Didn't we talk in a previous episode about the AIDS epidemic in Atlanta? We did. Yep. We so did. why in the world would you... First of all, before I even get my pen on that, shout out to the promoter. She's genius. No, but listen though. Wait. People showed up to this event, uh-huh. right? And turns out it was a social experiment crafted by a psychology student. Oh. And the event was not real. Oh, she didn't oh. show up. The police ended up showing up. So every pot body that showed up, I don't know if they got hit with tickets, fines, whatever. Because it's basically kind of like, pros- I don't know what the fuck it was. It's not prostitution, really prostitution because you're not paying a specific person to have But you're paying se- for sex, though. Not you're indirectly. Not for yeah, real, indirectly. Real. That's so disgusting. But it was a social experiment. It wasn't even a real event. Oh, wow. So she exposed so many nasty niggas because no women showed up. You really? Lying. It was a sausage party. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all these niggas that showed up to this orgy were disappointed. See, like, but I'm not surprised that a lot of men showed up. Though. Really? Yeah, I'm not surprised at that at all. Men, I mean, if there was no men willing to pay for sex, there would be no, no prostitution. No, no prostitution strippers. and no strippers. Yeah. There are men... Tons of them willing to pay for sex, and I feel like that strip game. See, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm completely assuming because I'm not in that strip club club culture. I don't go mm-hmm. to strip clubs. I don't frequent them. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go like to turn up and celebrate every so often, mm-hmm. but I know that there are men that live in the strip club weekly, and I feel like a lot of them bitches be selling pussy. Like you know oh, it. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only motivation for a man to come back week to week to week. And the right. hoes ain't making that much money just shaking hands Thank on the motherfucking stage. Yeah. Thank so. you. You got bitches walking around and, I mean, driving around in Audis and G-Wagons that stripping. Like, them bitches winning, but... Right. (laughs) (laughs) Them bitches winning, but they they paying a price for that. Right. Like, they selling skin. They are. It's... it's, Selling skin and throat, baby. It's it's (laughs) legal, illegal prostitution. Because those strip clubs are giving them... uh, It's like a a in-person back page. Yeah. yeah, it's like back page, but only in person. So there, you. you get you a lap dance and come back to the VIP room. And no you might be able to in stick the champagne in. room, right? <laughs> but yeah. this is my question. This dancing, y'all should have seen me just dancing. <laughs> this is my thing, though. Like we are living kind of in a culture that is promoting threesomes, is promoting like giving your man the ultimate fantasy. But what's the difference between? That, like, where does it cross a line? You know what I mean? Like, what's too freaky? What's not ladylike? Like, where do we separate what's acceptable? Because clearly the orgy was unacceptable. Because when mm-hmm. I heard of it, I was just completely disgusted. Like, they just going to be passing around syphilis and gonorrhea and herpes and AIDS. And, like, right. nobody's thinking about the consequences. But the strip game, like, why is that not viewed the same? And then the threesomes. Why are women, like, so willing to give their man a threesome nowadays. It's like nothing is traditional anymore. Well, to me, it's all the same difference, so I don't fuck with none of it. None of it. None of so it. So you are... Well, I've gone to strip clubs before. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've participated in that, but I'm not about to sit there and watch my man fuck nobody else, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't do it. I've never participated in a... I do like the strip clubs, though. I do. I like so strip clubs. I don't go. Ass. I don't go. <laughs> I am pro shaking ass. I don't go on a regular basis, but if I go to Atlanta, oh, I'm going to a strip club because they have the best strip clubs. Mm-hmm. But in general, like where I live, I don't really frequent right. strip clubs. I go when I'm on vacation, but mm-hmm. I enjoy myself when I'm there. 
I think that the sex outside of the lap dances is, mm-hmm. is one of those taboo things. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that we know what's going on, but who really talks about it? Nobody really talks about it. And then the threesome thing, I think it's it's glorified so much in our culture that now it's almost not cool not to do it. But this is the thing. Cardi B came out. She had an interview. I think it was with Vlad. I can't remember who the interview was with, but she just did an interview and she said, you know, she's known for being involved in threesome. She says it freely. Like, you know, I fuck with men and women. But in this interview, she admitted that the threesomes is more about pleasing her man. Like she doesn't really enjoy them that much, but she's willing to do them for his enjoyment and his entertainment. So are you, are we selling ourselves short? Like if we not even really getting that much pleasure out of it, what's the point in doing it? I wouldn't want to be with a nigga who, it's not satisfied with just me. Like, to me, we can try different things to, you know, mm-hmm. make our sex life greater. But I'm just not, if if I'm not with that, like, if I don't, no, I'm not doing the shit. Like, I feel yeah. like, this is what I feel about threesomes. I think that they're fun to think about. I think it's exciting to talk about the possibility of bringing somebody else into your bedroom. It freaks up the moment. But when you start to think about all the little details, like, is this bitch clean? What does she have? Does she, is she more interested in my nigga or me? Right. You know what I mean? It's so yep. many real world realities that come into the back of your head that stops it from being fun. Mm. So I think the idea of one, that's cool. Like we can entertain that while in the bed, but will we actually go through with it? I don't think I can. I'm, I don't I think that don't I could either. I, I, I think that, like I said, for one, I'm OCD as fuck. So I will be thinking of just all this, like, just swapping of fluids and saliva and uh, it just would gross me out. Right. But on top of that, it's like, what do you do after that? It's like Pandora's box. And I'm not opening that bitch up. So. Yeah, because you do. Yeah. And then what happens when you do have this threesome and hubby or boyfriend or whatever wants another one and another one, another one. Oh, and my DJ Kelly. You know what? You're right. You're opening up yourself. Yeah. Where does it end? Like you said in the beginning, where do we draw the line? Like, where is the line in the sand where we say, nah, we're not going to cross that? Yeah. Enough is enough. Because let me tell you something about old school women. Like my, (laughs) this is so just kind of off topic, but it's kind of on topic because my grandmother, when I got married, Mm. You know the piece of advice that she gave me? What she said? I'm nervous. Right? <laughs> I'm nervous. She told me, you know, uh, grandma's going to shoot it straight from the hip. Right. They ain't going to, like, <laughs> she told me, don't you put that boy thing in your mouth. <laughs> literally, literally, that's what she How we supposed to keep him then, Granny? <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, so you ain't sucking no dick your whole life? Like... In my mind, that's prudish. But in, I mean, in her mind, that's prudish. But right. in my reality, that's like a must. Listen, yeah. there is, so I work with younger girls and they are, when I was in high school, I'm not putting, what? Fellatio. No, man. Yeah. But see, that's how times have changed. When we were in high school, it was like, ill. You no. were a hoe. If you were sucking dick in high school, you, you were a hoe. Yeah. Now, if you suck dick in high school, you you that bitch. Really? That's- and you ain't even got to be having sex with these. Nowadays, I just read an article where girls are having anal sex to remain a virgin. Listen. That, mm. Technically, technically, you are still a virgin. virgin. So there, so instead of having vaginal sex, they're having anal sex. So you can to still remain be a, a virgin. Hoe, 
and be a virgin. You can be a booty and be a virgin. Right? You can be a booty <laughs> and now they, they just giving head freely. That's oh, crazy. well, I, I'm not going to have sex with my mom or I ain't virgin, but I'll put my mouth on it. I don't know That's what insane the, to me. Why? I don't know what the standards are. Like, I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> there I are none. There are none. And I got a whole ass daughter, man. I don't know about this. Yeah. Raising them in a world with no standards. That's crazy oh to God. me. That's fucking crazy. Well, we're going to move on. We're going to leave the threesomes in the past. Because I feel like we talk about that every episode. Because it's always there. <laughs> it's, it's always relevant. Right. Yeah, I didn't even bring it up this time. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, did you guys, for one, have you seen Get Out yet? No. No. I'm about to fire them. I need a new co-host, please. <laughs> I feel like we're in a sucking place, though, because we yeah, haven't yes. seen it. Y'all are Chloe in and I are in a sucking place. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson made remarks about the lead actor in the movie Get Out. He felt the type of way... Did you, For one, did you guys know that the lead actor was British? No. Yes, he's a British black man. And Samuel L. Jackson felt the type of way about them casting a British actor because he said that he couldn't necessarily relate to the racist undertones that are in the film. Like, you're not from here. You don't have to deal with what black American actors have to deal with. So you can't pull from a natural place in portraying this role. But how does he know that he's not dealing with shit over where he's at, though? Thank you. You know, like, that just doesn't make sense. Exactly. And two, isn't the point of being an actor is to be able to portray something that you are not? Isn't that one of the bases mm. of being an actor? Because you're playing a role. All of those roles Samuel L. Jackson played, he's not that person. True. So you do your research. True. You find out about these people. Like, all of these people. I, I saw an interview with um, the guy that played in, paid in full. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that I'm, um, I can't remember his name. Who? Mackay Pfeiffer? No. The other guy. Oh, my God. I can't believe I don't remember his name. But anyway, keep going. He was saying that he played a real-life person. So he watched, he had interviews with people that knew this person. He talked to this Wood person. Harris? Yes, Wood okay. Harris. Oh, okay. my God. He was on a, he was in an interview with The Breakfast Club. And he was saying that, you know, the lifestyle he lived didn't necessarily match that character. But he went and talked to that character. He went and, and, and did his research. So he was able to pull from his own experiences and pull from the things that he had learned to be able to portray this role. But, so as an actor... Aren't you supposed to do your research this to be able thing, to, to what portray that? Research? His skin is still black. True. But, but, the, but that's yeah. the point of Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, even if he's not facing racism like we face No, it. but he might be. Nobody is, knows that except for him. True. You see what I'm saying? So for a, a black actor mm-hmm. to come out and criticize another... For one, he's not a known actor. This I don't know if this was his first role, but this was probably his first breakout role. Mm. You know what I mean? He's advancing in his career. Don't hate like that. Don't. And this is not even a role that you possibly could have played because you're out of the age demographic of it. So just let this young man shine. Yeah. Like, you don't know what they deal with and what type of races... Um, history they have in uh, where what the fuck is that London in London so why are you even commenting on this that to me that's another crabs in a barrel type of thing like let's just let the movie do what it's doing because Jordan Peele is now the first writer African-American writer and director to have a hundred million dollar debut like let it get all the positive attention that it's getting let all of this conversation that is sparking happen don't distract from the success of the film and from the phenomenal job that the actor did by bringing up something that shouldn't even be a discussion. Right. And I think that's another issue amongst black people. Like, we can't, we never really 
uplift one another. Nope. You don't hear other white actors doubting someone because one is Irish and one is Italian. Exactly. Like, they're all white. You know, like, we all black. Like, just let that man be great. Keep yeah. it moving. Because when you see him, for one, I love that they cast the darkest actor that they could find. His skin is so yeah. black. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like just a black man. He They didn't try to dilute his blackness. Like, mm-hmm. even his friend, like, the jokes and the comedy was strictly for mm-hmm. the urban community. Like, when I was talking to the screen, I was saying the shit that I would say. Like, it, the comedy was just so on point and relatable. So don't distract from that. Like, he's black. Just because he has an accent and he's from a different mm-hmm. place, if that's the case, you may be saying, okay, Jamaicans aren't really black. Mm-hmm. Um, Haitians aren't really black. We all get judged the same when we walk into a room. Mm-hmm. So True. don't create that dissension within our own community. Mm-hmm. Like you said, let's uplift one right. another. Yeah. We need to learn how to clap for each other more often. Yes. Because y'all clap for me when I win. I'm loving to clap for y'all when y'all win. All the time. Black men should be the leaders in that. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be leading the community. That's the one thing about um, comments like these that kind of put us against one another. It's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. It is. It's super counterproductive. But we're going to move on. Do you guys have any other uh, hot little things that's happening this week y'all want to discuss? Mm. Mm. Nicki Minaj no, responded. we're not doing no rap. Listen, no. <laughs> I was going to no mention, I don't know if y'all saw Sierra's husband. Oh, with the, the best friend on the lap? Listen, she crossed the, he crossed the line, too, because he told the bitch to come sit on his motherfucking right. lap. Break it down for us, Chloe, just in case our listeners haven't read the story, even though oh. it's all over the place. So, right. <laughs> what had happened was there's a YouTube video out there of Sierra's husband. What's his name? Ross? Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Russell Wilson. That nigga. He, <laughs> he asked, um, he was explaining something about black girl magic, whatever. So he had Sierra's best friend come and sit on his lap. And in the video, he's saying, come sit on my lap. Like, tapping his lap, like, come sit on my lap. Mm-hmm. And she walked over and sat on Where's, this man's Where was lap. Sierra at this point? Listen, I don't even give a fuck. Someone like, you said she was there. Com- I believe that she was there. But that's just too comfortable. Like, you know, my, my guy and my friends, we do hugs and shit like that. But you ain't coming to sit on my man's lap. Yeah, like, I would have felt a type of way about that. Yeah. I, it's a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't see myself sitting on G-Lab or... You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going... To, it, that's just... It's a line. And I don't think that they meant to cross it. And they seem so carefree and lovable and positive that maybe they weren't even thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just... I would have... And I probably wouldn't even have said anything in the moment had one of you sat on Jaquavis's lap. But I just kind of would have. That's just awkward. I don't think we'd have have never done that, though. Like, like, I would have just hit it with the side eye, like, did this bitch just sit on? And he would never get that line. Come sit on my lap. He would have did that to me. That's like daddy. That's daddy. It's like, yeah, baby, come sit that ass on your lap. That's a little odd. It is. But you could. To me, when you watch the video, it's like, this This ain't nothing new. She sat on his lap before because the comfort of the whole situation was just too comfortable. And, and who knows? Maybe. Swingerish? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Is the new norm now. Maybe that's why they're so norm. damn happy. You, maybe. No <laughs> you know, but you just never know because it, it looked very comfortable for both of them. He felt comfortable asking. She felt comfortable Accepting. doing it. Yeah. It, it didn't look odd. It didn't look awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is probably something they've done before. And it was, I think it was on like International Women's Day or something like that. Right. It happened. So everybody was like, what the hell? 
I don't. I'm side on either one of you bitches if that ever happens. It's just odd. It's a little <laughs> bit odd. And I'm trying to think if I, maybe the closest person. I no no. Like my I was, sister couldn't even like he couldn't even do that to my. It's just weird to me. It like, is weird. I would no. It is weird. So no. let's let's not ever do that. Like <laughs> we won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit odd. Okay, we're gonna move on to the topic of the day. Did you guys see the controversial comments that Tyrese made um, about black women? And then, first, have you seen the comment? Yes. Because I have the comment if you hadn't seen the comment. Should I read the comment? Read it to the people just in case they haven't seen the comment. Let's pull up the comment. So, Tyrese posted, okay, y'all know these fucking horrible-ass frontals that bitch has been wearing lately, right? (sighs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, he posted a picture of that, pulled up into a ponytail, and he said, and I quote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish it up. I just feel the need to send a message to all the ladies who just think dudes are just stupid. We know the difference in real hair and fake clip-ons. We know eyelash extensions. We know fake hard titties pointing in four directions with your ribs showing in the middle. Why so much separation? We know when you got little chicken legs and it leads to an oversized fake ass, you guys are really starting to go too far with manufactured beauty. Fake lips, skinny nose, barely can even breathe through your own nostrils. Sitting across from you and you couldn't even hide your weave tracks? Come on, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just sending a message that us real men see the bullshit. And if he decides to rock with you, it's just because they want to get one off. No one will ever take you serious like that or really make that move because you look like a manufactured clown. Some of you have convinced yourself that it's okay because of how many dudes be trying to get at you. Please let me explain. You got your temp fix and you will continue to attract men who only want a temporary fix. Shout out to Team Natural, Team Squats, and Take Me As I Am. Team Harsh Truth, I had to rip out a chapter from my book, Manology. He gonna throw the man analogy on there. Did Rev Runner pull that shit? Right, <laughs> don't right. fucking do that. Don't don't pull Rev Run into your right. Just, he got him a real. Wait, no, he's sick. No, he's married. Yeah, yeah he's married. He just got married. Wait, yeah, he she is beautiful. Oh, you talking just about got Tyrese's wife? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I feel like I feel a few things because I agree with the manufactured beauty, mm-hmm. but I also like. My inches sometimes, yeah. my bundles sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like black men, the topic of the day is should black men be so critical of black women? And my answer is absolutely not. Something should not be broadcast for the world. If you have a black woman that you would like to have that discussion with and that black woman is yours, have that discussion with her. But don't blast an entire um, group of women that you're supposed to advocate for publicly when we celebrate bitches like the Kardashians and all of these because black women are not the only people wearing weaves getting ass jobs these women appropriate our features mm-hmm. and want more ass and more hips and all fuller lips because it's beautiful when they do it black men praise them when they do it they marry bitches that look like that but when mm-hmm. black women do it we're clowns I didn't like that. I felt like that's a private discussion within the black community between black men and black women. And you don't blast us for the world to see. But did he say black women particularly? I, I or think are, are that I have. Assuming? I think that I have the edited post. Okay. Because all the okay. comments were like, oh, he changed the post. You know what okay. I mean? Like he got blasted for it for targeting black women and then okay. went in and hit edit and kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Okay, because I was about to go in like, well, he never really said black women per se, but True. like we're just assuming and making asses of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what I would say about that is the only thing I hate about Tyrese right now in this moment is I hate when black men down black women 
and then go out and find something outside of our yes. race. Like, don't just if black women is not your forte, that's fine. But don't hoe us. Exactly. And then go to the other side. Because your head. mama is black. Yo, you came from a black Thank woman. you. Exactly. Your so. mama is black. She birthed your black ass. So how are you ever fixing your lips to say anything negative about black women? A black woman, I don't know if his first child's mother is black. Isn't she black? Yeah. She's raising your daughter. Mm-hmm. You have a black daughter. Yeah. So you should never be putting anything negative out about black women, yeah. period. Yeah. I would even prefer him say, I appreciate the natural beauty without all the bashing of all the particular uh-huh. exactly. things you don't like that black women obviously do. Exactly. Because quite as hell, my boyfriend doesn't like the weeds either, but he doesn't, you know, he ain't bashing about you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm kind of here for the Tyrese comment. Really? Yes. Like, I'm actually you? all the way here for it. Mm-mm. I just feel like he's right, though. He's right. I think that women have found a way to love their self less. For some strange reason, we live in a society where we don't love us as we are. Now, listen, if you can go get a a tuck here, a nip there, a plump there, and that's what you want to do, I applaud you. I'm not bashing you. If, if, If that's what makes you happy, who am I to judge your happiness? But to what he's saying, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. You can't have super skinny legs with a big old ass. It looks retarded. It looks crazy. And we're, whether you're a black man, white man, Chinese man, it looks crazy. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it, I think he's just, I I interpreted the message as if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. If you're going to wear weave, hide your tracks. You should be hiding your tracks. Who wants to walk around with your tracks out? Um, if you're going to get fake boobs, make sure you go to a good doctor. Don't be having all these botched-ass surgeries. So if you're going to spend money to make these improvements, just make sure they're right. Just take care of everything that you're invested in. But I think that we're too heavily influenced by all this plastic that's going around. And I think women are losing their lives trying to reach this ideal of what they think they should look like because of women like the Kardashians. But I'm just here for the comment. And I respect it. I don't respect the comment at all. I feel like it's an inside conversation. And he's not saying it's acceptable in some instances. He's saying from the hashtags, it makes me think I don't approve of it at all. But we don't need your approval. That's my point. A woman has the prerogative to do whatever she wants to do with her body. And whether it looks foolish or not, that's not a man's place to say. If that's not your type of woman, don't date that type of woman. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to dog her and drag her through the Internet when really it's black women who have supported your singing career since day one. He's an R&B singer. It ain't like he's reached pop success or pop status. You see what I'm saying? He's not Mm -hmm. a pop superstar. He was an R&B singer, and it was the black women who gave you the success that you had in that lane. So now don't so heavily critique and judge, especially on the microphone that you have. And then especially when you have a wife, I think she he did put out a statement that she was part black or Brazilian or she's she's exotic, but she has some type of Afro Afro heritage in her. Mm-hmm. But she's not from where you're from. Mm-hmm. He's specifically targeting in this post black African American urban women. Mm-hmm. And for me that's just disrespectful. Like we don't need your blatant disrespect. And I don't even have no ass shots or nothing like that, but I was offended for the women who do. I see. I didn't take it. I, I I didn't take offense to that. I just took it as him telling us 
just let's do let's do better let's do better women you have to fix what's inside first don't use these surgeries to fix on the outside temporarily if you're not going to fix the inside as well. That's how I took it. Maybe I just read too deep and saw what I wanted to see in it, but I didn't take offense to it at all. I just felt like he was just saying, do better and love yourself. Love what you have and force me, not force, but allow a man to take you as you are. Now, if you want to, again, like I said, if you want to nip and tug because you want to improve yourself and you love it, I have friends that have had nips and tucks and they look amazing. Yeah. But they went to good doctors. They yeah. had it done right. You know what I mean? And they still love themselves. But it's still artificially changing your body, your True. beauty, your, you know, what you present to the world. And I'm all for it. Hey, if you got the money and you can make yourself look better and you got a fupa and you want to get rid of it and all the, you know, all of that, do that. But I don't know. I just feel a type of way about a black man blasting a black woman because black women go hard for black men. Like we will fucking drag somebody on social media for saying the wrong thing about a black man. But every time it's time for um, black men to stand up and defend black women publicly, there's like a lack of that voice. There's no narrative there for that. I agree. There, there is a lack of, of black men stepping up for black women, but I don't think, Tyrese post was I just didn't I just didn't take offense to it I I didn't just didn't take it like you guys took it but his history with bashing black women like he apparently this is his norm so Mm -hmm. at some point he has to shut the fuck up because even if that's not how he meant it that's how it it came out to people okay so he he just gotta shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up more of the story (laughs) (laughs) thou shalt shut your motherfucking mouth (laughs) bitch But there was another um, instance of a celebrity coming out saying something about black women. I can't remember what page it came from, but it was a Miami Miami Dolphins player. I think Maserati Rick. I think, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But because, you know, we on fact check on the bitch. Call. Right. <laughs> he said something about black women, um, black women, not it was in so many words, not being like submissive enough. Like that's why black athletes date and marry white women. How y'all feel about that? I, it, I, I don't think that's true, though. I think it. De- I think you have to judge African-American women on an individual basis. I know some married women who are extremely submissive. And then I know some who are not so submissive. So I think it's wrong for him to stereotype us and just bundle us up all in one gobble and, and not judge us on an individual basis. Now, if he had a woman that wasn't submissive, then okay then she wasn't submissive that was mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the next one will be and then this whole issue of being submissive what does that mean to I him i that. would love for to know what does he think that is and because what is we, submit, submitting to your husband right though? like what is your de- definition of submitting Chloe? because everybody's I, is different i think submitting is letting him take not all the control mm-hmm. but he can have like 85% of it and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's letting your man lead you. You know, that's me. I agree with that. And as a wife, I'm a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a strong woman. I'm career-driven. I'm independent. I make my own money. But I also know that in my household, my husband mm-hmm. is the head. Yep. It's my job to support him. But he's the foundation. Mm-hmm. I might keep the foundation standing. You mm-hmm. know, I might yeah. be the one that helps him maintain his strength and make sure that he's strong enough to keep this ship uh, moving. But at the end of the day, he's the foundation. He's the one that keeps me strong. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like um, 
I do submit to my husband, and yeah. I, I say that proudly. But I also feel like he gives me somebody that I want and aspire to submit to. That's yeah, the most important part yeah. of it all. He and this Maserati Rick or whoever his name is. <laughs> like, are you the type of man that a woman will not taking color out of the category? Are you the type of man? that a woman wants to be submissive to no matter what the color of their skin is. Yep. So you need to check that at home first. You need yep. to check that. What type of man are you? Exactly. And then find you someone that'll be submissive. I don't care about black men dating outside their race. I don't. I don't, I don't care. Either. I don't care about black women dating mm-hmm. outside their race. But if you're gonna if you're gonna stereotype and you're gonna judge, you need to check home first. Yeah, and that goes back to what I said. Like, don't fucking sit here and um, down like degrade um, black women, and then you go to the other side. No, I don't give a fuck about a man going outside his race. But don't mm-hmm. sit here and hoe us. But this is the thing: if you on the other side, you no longer a part of this conversation. Hey. You shouldn't have anything to say about black women if you don't date black women. You just hurt my feelings. <laughs> 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 yeah, like you're you're no longer invited to this party. You can't sit with them. You ain't at the cookout. You can't go to the cookout. You can't come to the cookout. You can't relate to the problems that these black men have with their black wives and black girlfriends because you're not a part of that pool no more. Yeah. Like, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I fully believe love who you love. I have a problem when a black man gets in a position of power mm-hmm. and leaves his day one for the new upgrade. Like, they feel like it's an upgrade. That's when I have a problem with it. Now, if this um, white girl, this Hispanic girl, this Dominican girl, this, mm-hmm. and, you know, if, if any of these exotics and these foreigns that men brag about are there with you from day one, you should stick with them. That that you should. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like it's like going, they feel like they go from, like, an American-built car to a foreign car mm-hmm. when they, you know, upgrade to other nationalities of women and that is the part that I feel like black women find offensive. Mm-hmm. I would find that offensive too, yeah. especially if if it was me specifically in that situation. I didn't held you down when you was broke. Yeah. Let you use my debit card. <laughs> let you drive my, my car. car. <laughs> and you ain't put no gas in it. You know what I mean? Like, she said put no you ain't put no gas. Or you using my debit card to put gas in my shit that you done ran out all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I've been there since day one and then you finally come into something great and you decide to leave me First of all, if you decide to leave me for anybody, even if it's another black woman, I'm hot. Kicking your ass. Because I've been there. You know what I mean? I've been there. And, but if you specifically decide to leave me for an exotic or, or, or a white woman because you feel like that's an upgrade, I'm extra, extra hot because... I've been there. I've been there since day one. And why do you now all of a sudden feel like... That's an upgrade because like if you were enough. now if you were dating white women since high school or kindergarten or wherever, and then you you get on, you leave me, and then you go date a white woman, I ain't surprised. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, because you got money, where was she at when you was broke? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's I agree. I take I offense to that. Don't don't cash me in for an upgrade. Uh, yeah, don't cash me because if you are gonna upgrade. cash me in, catch me outside. How about oh! that? <laughs> on to the bitch testaments uh we had a listener from last week email us and she wants a little bit of advice from her we're not experts this is strictly opinion but we're gonna answer your question as best as we can dear bitch co i am a 30 year old single mom with two children and have been working at my job as a nursing assistant for five years but i am unfulfilled in my career i have always dreamed of starting my own business a restaurant People tell me I'm a great cook. Is it too risky to quit my job and go for my dream of being an entrepreneur? 
it's a hard one because you got kids and mm. they need to eat. Where's the daddy? Like, she said I guess, single mom. Single mom. Okay, so my I guess my question for her would be, what does your support system look like? Mm-hmm. Because going into business for yourself and looking at the looking at the statistics for restaurants and small businesses that they don't really make no money in their mm-hmm. first year or year and a half. It's hard because you still got to put food on the table. Yeah. But I would never tell you not to follow your dreams. If this is a dream and, and, and you're, I don't know if you're a spiritual person or not, but have faith. Mm-hmm. Have faith. So, uh, you know, that everything will, you got to step out on faith. I was just about to say you that. Step I, out on I faith. stepped out on faith. Uh, when did I quit working a traditional job? In 2007. And I was terrified. I was already writing books, but I wasn't doing it full time. Like I still had jobs. I was still going to school, pursuing, um, you know, a backup plan. I had a backup plan. But I stepped out on faith and I said, you know what? I am going to, this is the only thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to write these books. I'm going to focus on plan A so that way I won't need plan B. And as soon as I gave all of my attention and devotion to my dream, my dream began to grow. And it continued to grow until it no longer became a dream. I looked up and it was my career. I never even thought about a plan B. Um, So I am for women building and pursuing and believing in their dream. I think that is scary for us. Mm -hmm. I think that it's intimidating. And if you think about it too much, you will talk yourself out of chasing that dream. But I do believe that God has designed a greater plan for everybody. And if you just have the courage to trust God's plan and trust God's timing, you will come into riches, not even just monetary riches. Like you will just be so fulfilled in life. Like it's something to be said about being your own boss and not having to ask when you can leave work and not having to check into somebody else's time clock. Like I feel like careers almost make you slaves to other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. You're helping somebody else build their company, build their dream. And nine times out of ten, they're, you're more qualified than them. Mm-hmm. Most of yeah, the time. Yeah, because we don't live in a world anymore where college education guarantees you a good job. I know a lot of college graduates that can't find work mm-hmm. right now. And then I know a lot of millionaires who thought of an idea, pursued the idea, chased it down, and now they're living good. Mm-hmm. So I just I just say go for it. I say stop, don't get in your own way and just go for it. Like just do it. Just do it and just make it happen. Because think about it. If you're a single mom and you're working, you live in paycheck to paycheck anyway. True. You see what I'm saying? You still worried about how your kids gonna eat, mm-hmm. how you gonna pay them light bills. So you might as well worry about that while you're chasing down your dream. Mm-hmm. I mean shit, y'all summed it up. That's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's yeah. I have to side with both you bitches. Uh, so I think thou shalt chase your dreams. Thou shalt chase your but dreams. But you have to have patience too because it's not going to happen immediately no. like in that moment. Yeah. So you have to have patience. And like V said, you have to have that support system. Point Somebody. Blank, period. And you got to have some type of cushion in the bank too. Agreed. You got to have a little hustle too. So if you, you're broke this week, you know you know your hustle going to at least feed you and your kids. Agreed. Right. So, Agreed. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with 
Maybe you quit your nursing job and you find a little part-time job that is just enough for you to get by, but it frees up a lot of hours in your work week for you to start putting together your business plan to start your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just think we just have to erase fear. Like, we are women and we are so powerful and we waste a lot of our magic on worrying about shit that's just going to iron itself out anyway. You know, like, let's kind of just tap into that greatness and just change the world. If we believed in ourselves more, because if you think about all the shit that women, not even just black women, but women in general have to juggle, we can manage Fortune 500 companies. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we can rule nations. We're like with ease because we're all already doing it in our households every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I say chase your dreams. Yeah, go for it, baby girl. Go ahead. Scare money don't make it. <laughs> yeah. When, when you open that restaurant, you send bitch code to invite. We'll be there. Right. right. <laughs> I, want, I want my free chicken dinner. Right. <laughs> my favorite type of meal because I'm childish. <laughs> chicken fried. So we um, are introducing a new segment today. I don't even think I've shared this with you guys. We're going to do a bitch and books segment. So we are going to choose a book. Um, and read through the entire book together. In every episode, we're going to discuss a few chapters that we've read. So the first book that we're going to do is The Streets Have No King by Jaquavis Coleman. It comes out April 25th. We're going to read chapters one through three. And then on the following episode, we'll discuss those chapters. So listeners, if you want to read read along, pick up the book. It'll be everywhere books are sold on April 25th. Uh, read chapters one through three with us. And then come to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash B code pod CST. Uh, that's facebook.com backslash B code pod CST. And you can join the discussion there. We're looking forward to having some juicy conversation about all of these books that we're going to be reading. We'll choose a new book after we conclude each book. Authors, if you want to submit your book to be read, email us at bitchcodepodcast at gmail.com. Um, what I'm excited for this new segment. Yeah. I'm excited. That's this my book pick. We'll, we'll um, alternate book picks. So after mm-hmm. we're done with Jaquavis' book, one of y'all can pick a book, and then we'll just continue to rotate and get some juicy juicy stuff read. Okay. I feel like we need to pr- promote literacy. Like, yeah. Agreed. I'm an author, so we can't always be ratchet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the ratchet one. Speaking of ratchet, did you guys see Being Mary Jane this week? We did. Yeah. Okay. Did, okay. Ho baths. Okay. Okay. Ho baths. So she was expecting a, like an impromptu date that she wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And they showed this scene, which is super realistic because I feel like every bitch has taken a whole bath in her day. Like, <laughs> I have for sure. She uh, immediately hit the pits, hit the puss. Hit the ass. Right. <laughs> and was out the door. And was out the door. At the sink. Right. At the, the sink. sink. <laughs> have you taken bird baths, like, before sex? Like, have your... Well, we all... You don't live with your dude, Chloe. Have you, like, have your dude been on the way and you haven't had time to take a shower and you like, you know what? Let me just hit the important spots real quick. Take what are the time. rules to the whole bath? Um, What are the rules to the whole bath? Shit, just make sure your pussy cleaning your ass is clean. <laughs> but I'm a different type of whole bath, though, because I, I like to be super duper clean. Uh-huh. So I kind of cheat and I get in the actual tub and I Me the water too. rub. And I, I don't know. I don't like to use a towel when I'm cleaning myself, period. So I just, you know, do the little. And I'm doing like the little. So you yes. don't use a towel at all when you take a bath? When I'm washing my body, but, like, if it's my vagina... You don't use a towel. Okay, you know. okay, okay. I so, see. yeah, I kind of cheat, and I get in the actual tub, and I do it that way. You bust it open. 
pretty much. <laughs> I think we've all taken whole baths. I just think when it becomes a regular basis, though, yeah, yes. that's when the shit gets ratchet. You're nasty. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there, there are times where you're like, I just don't have time. Right. Like, sometimes as a woman, there just ain't enough time in the day to do everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get caught up in doing other things and you look at the clock and you're like, oh, shit. I ain't got time to take no full shower. I got to, I got to give and go. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to scrub a little bit and wash a little bit and I got to get out this house. Or if he on his way over and I just ain't got time. Now, when it becomes regular, that's when the shit is ratchet, right? You a nasty bitch. But I feel like, okay, I am a woman. The waistline goes up and down. Everything go up and down, except for the bank account. The bank account stay up. <laughs> but I feel like when I'm a little bit heavier, a little bit thicker, I can't take a whole bath. Like, I need to get all this juicy <laughs> under a shower stream. <laughs> like, I feel like it's unacceptable to take a whole bath when you're a little thickums. You OCD, too, though. So you got to add that into the equation. True, true. But because we have the same thing. Like, my waistline, all this go up and down, too. That's why I get my motherfucking ass in, in the, the tub. tub. And I squat down. <laughs> and I had our water just sorted over yes. shit. And I'm getting it together. So, yes. so cool. are y'all saying that it's an exception for the whole bath when it comes to thicker women than it is for skinny women? Hell, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you have all these creases yes. and shit that you got to get clean. Like, like, so, I don't want no sweat so residue. Thick girls shouldn't take whole baths. No, but skinny girls can. Absolutely, bitch. <laughs> hop your thick ass in the tub and get all that thickness yeah. clean. Got to. Got to. That's hilarious. Yes, that's a big girl struggle, my nigga. Yes, <laughs> it's a struggle. I agree. So I can you. I can understand that. Yes, yeah, so don't I, I act like it's brand that. newbie. It's it's well, I'm not I'm not <laughs> thick though. I'm not thick, so that notion is brand new. Girl. But the whole bath not having time and just making sure you get the important parts is not new. Now, it's not a regular basis, but it's not new either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I almost don't have sex if unless I am clean, too. So. You got to be clean. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's no, at the end of the day, pussy. Mm-mm. Like, let's get in the shower Mm-mm. first, my nigga, and then we can make this Because I'm going to be self-conscious. Like, yeah. I'm going to be thinking about... Yeah. I want right. you to spread my booty cheeks open yeah. the front my <laughs> disgusting. I feel like this conversation is about to take a turn for the left. Oh, God. We don't talk about it. So, have you ever been in the middle of the act and accidentally passed gas? Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. What did you do? Was it silent? Uh, it wasn't. Sometimes it's silent. Sometimes <laughs> it just depends on what I done ate that day and what angle he got me at. Listen, be a lot of pressure on my on my stomach. So I just say, excuse me, and keep going. Oh, how, how does he react? I mean, that's my husband, so. He done smelt it all. He done smelt it all. <laughs> I hate this conversation because this happened to me this morning. Oh, my God. Talk about it, Chloe. Talk about it. And we didn't know at first which any came out of. It, it was money. <laughs> so that means they gave you one of these. <laughs> he said, was that the pussy or the ass? <laughs> but he laughed and kept going. I'm, I'm awkward. Like, wait, nigga, do, do you realize what just happened in this moment? Like, wait, shit. Niggas don't care. Men don't, don't do care. So funny. They do not care. They going to keep hitting that pussy. That's funny. It hasn't happened to me, but only because I'm so OCD that 
I will hold that shit until oh, I explode. How do you yeah. hold that? Houseway. I cannot Y'all don't hold do kegels? While. Yes, but I still, sometimes when you at that angle, like, you can't. It just. I do kegels, but not for my booty hole. It's stretching your, your whole yeah. pelvic floor. Well, that ain't that strong, dude. I don't oh, know. My shit, my shit. <laughs> <I'm laughs> I for a holding gas. Like. And then when sometimes when you ho- okay, so let's say he's 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 downstairs. He's giving you head, and, and you oh, feel it man. coming. You and both. you listen. <laughs> no, no, I've never did yeah, that. I've never did that. Time. I've like, never did that. But I told him to stop. Like stop. Because sometimes I feel like I just can't hold it in or it's right at you the like, cusp. And there's so much pleasure going on and my body's so loose. I'm like, stop, stop. And then I'll hold it in. I'll hold it in and then I'll be like, okay, okay. cool. Right, come back. Cause this is hilarious. How do we even... You got us here. I don't, know. I don't even know. It's almost like y'all switch roles because now this motherfucker right here has got all the freaking right. nasty freaky stuff. Ass. Freaky ass. I just had a question. Miss Conservative <laughs> over here <laughs> getting nasty. I just had... I was curious to... I said, kill the cat, motherfucker. If that... <laughs> kill <him> dead. <laughs> if you guys had ever been in, in that situation... Yeah, my first time actually was this morning. That's why I hate y'all for this dialogue. <laughs> like, I hate the both of y'all. Like, like were they there? <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> right, right. That's Infiltrating funny. research for the podcast. Right. Oh, Jesus. So, thick bitches, no bird baths. Unless you're in the tub, that counts. You can do it that way. But I feel like if you're doing all that, you might as well just take a whole ass no, bath. Fuck that. No, I, I, I my college roommate. Hey, Rumi, she would fill that tub up halfway, sit down, wet herself, mm-hmm. stand up, wash up, let the water out, and then run the shower. Mm-hmm. This is the Why? weirdest situation because she needed fresh water to rinse out in. Because who wants to rinse out in the water you just set in dirty? So you so might as well take a shower. Yeah, it's, it's so much. And then once I was like, because I used to say it to her, like, what are you doing? Like, that's, <laughs> that's a little bird bath. And then I started doing it. And then it made sense because it's actually quicker, uh, especially when you just got your hair done. You're more in control of the situation. It, it's just, it's, it's a different experience, but I, I respect it. My grandma had a it. rule. Why am I bringing my grandma up in this podcast? Two times. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> she had that OG wisdom, though. Yeah. But she had a rule. For one, her water used to be fucking scalding hot. Like, I never used to even be able to stick a toe in the tub. She used mm-hmm. to give us third-degree burns and shit yeah. when we took baths. But her rule was you have to get the water over the hairs. Your coochie hair? Your coochie I mean, hair. your vaginal hair? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I repeated it like your coochie hair. <laughs> yes, that was her old-school rule. Like, she was like, you have to, this water has to be high enough to soak that thing. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. We are so far off track right now. I don't even feel comfortable going into the Boss B of the Week after talking about <laughs> coochie heads and bird bath, whole bath, <laughs> farting on your, your guy. <laughs> but every episode, we are going to acknowledge a woman making strides and adding positivity to the universe. And this week, we are going to acknowledge Angela Rye. She's a political analyst who's appeared on CNN and MSN. Uh, and she's been very vocal in advocating for African Americans in politics and um, in kind of just explaining all of the political aspects uh, that 
kind of take away from our community with the Trump administration. She's often the only woman at the table. So we just want to acknowledge her bravery and her courage to stand up for people who look like her, for people of color, for the neighborhoods that she probably grew up in and that we've all grown up in, and making sure that our voices are heard in that political conversation. I saw a clip of her on CNN recently where she read Trump's new rules. She gave it the riot act. Do you hear me? Mm -hmm. Came for it like so nice and political and intelligent and then quoted outcast. I said, I love her. (laughs) I had no clue who she was until I saw that clip because you said it earlier that she, when she speaks, she makes politics easy. Yeah. She makes it make sense. You know what I mean? And and I, I respect her for it. She's dope. She, she She's standing up for us. How can you not love that? Exactly. <laughs> and she's a black woman. Yeah. But it's, it's, that political conversation can be so confusing sometimes, especially when you don't come from a background um, of politics or political science. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of that language is confusing to the average listener. So sometimes you can have uh, something presented to you that you don't fully understand and you think it's working for you and it's not. You know, which is why I think her role and her visibility in mainstream media is so important. It's super important. I think she'll challenge us. The The more popular she gets, mm-hmm. I think she'll challenge us to look more into the things that we need to look into that affect us. Because I think she said something about the um, local elections. Mm-hmm. People don't vote for those. They we, don't. we see, OK, let's vote for the president and we push that hard. But we don't push these local elections that will help us build resistance for everything that Trump is. Because we still have a House. We still have a Senate. We do. You know what I mean? So we still have these checks and balances in place, air quotations. Um, and we need to get the right people in so they can say, no, Trump. Absolutely. This is not what it's supposed to be. No, Absolutely. this is insane, Trump. So we have to pay attention to those type of things. And I think she'll be a voice for that type of conversation. And this is the thing. What's going to make her popular, though? Because we're living in a time where the only people that's popping are the social media influencers and the reality stars and the celebrities. How do we make the intelligent woman cool again? Oh, man. That's hard. Social media, sad to say. Really? But that's how you make them cool again. Social media is the cool hub right now. Social media decides what's popping and what's not. They decide who takes the dub and who takes the L. And it shouldn't be that way, but that's the world we live in because we all want information um, quickly and we only want 60 seconds. True, true. We never want to. I mean, think about how many stories we hear on a regular basis. How many of us say, take that 60 seconds and say, let me go to that link in that bio. What do you think? We don't. What do you think, Chloe? What would make you pay more attention to politics? Well, being that I'm a little dumb when it comes down to politics, um, you have to, mm, I guess with me, I need layman terms. Like, don't be fancy and the verbiage. Like, just give it to me straight. Tell me exactly what the fuck it is. And that's fair, though. Yeah. Like, because that be, does not make you stupid, though. Mm, it's I, a lot of people who don't pay attention to politics because it's so much fluff to distract you from what's really going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Trump being elected was probably n- not the 
first thing that black people should have paid attention Mm -hmm. to. We lost a lot of elections on the way to this big election. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There was a lot of things that happened and a lot of things that were put in place that we had no idea Mm -hmm. was happening. I don't even think that people realize that the entire infrastructure of government is ruled by Republicans now. We didn't only lose the presidency. You know, we lost everything. The Senate, the The House House, is all controlled by Republicans now. Mm -hmm. So I think we as a people in general just have to start prioritizing a little bit. You know, it's, it's all fun and all good to pay attention to what's hot and mm-hmm. you know the fun stuff the news the celebrity and all but we also have to kind of feed ourselves some brain food sometimes mm-hmm. it can't always be about the turn up i'm gonna end up googling her now that you've mentioned her she's dope i'm, I'm about to be all all over youtube and google yeah she's dope yeah. and she's a black woman and that's another lane like i took an untraditional lane to success politics and black women that's another lane that's untraditional Mm -hmm. to success you know what i mean we can be so much more than video girls and instagram models nothing wrong with that hustle i don't knock you if you can make the money make it but we can also contribute other things to society besides our bodies and our looks Mm -hmm. and she's a woman that does that and i salute her Especially if she makes it sound easier than me. <laughs> yeah, she, she makes it sound simple. She just flat out uh, telling you they're cutting everything. And yeah. these things will affect the African-American yeah. community the greatest. Yeah. And I have a problem with the budget cuts as far as taking away things like after school programs and things like Planned Parenthood. These are programs that really only exist in urban communities. Mm-hmm. And that's where we need them the most. If you take away the after-school programs, for one, a lot of single mothers are not going to be able to continue to work. So they're going to have to depend more on the system, the mm-hmm. SNAP benefits and the food stamps and stuff that they're cutting. So it's like counterproductive. You're cutting places and taking away money that actually work. Mm-hmm. Actually work. There's some people who if Planned Parenthood doesn't exist, they won't get it. Health, feminine health care, OBGYN visits. So don't take away that stuff from our community. Some people only have access to health care and especially feminine health care through Planned Parenthood. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people. Like I literally used because shit, I wasn't always financially stable. So I was one of the people that you, I used the system to actually get better, get ahead. So like if I was in that position right now, where I was still leaning on the system for everything, I would be completely fucked, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. Because they're cutting. That's He's cutting terrible. swiftly. Without remorse. Without rem- and, and the thing that kills me is that under his rule, the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There And there, there will be no more middle class. Yeah. You either got it. Or you, the middle class is diminishing yeah, anyway, but you yeah. you will either have it or you just won't. And so, speaking from a place of someone that works in education, these kids have nowhere to go. They get into trouble. They're hanging out on these streets. And that's not the proper environment for these kids. Not at all. They need something to do. They need these after-school programs to stimulate, not only stimulate their mind, but to, to help them in general and to help their parents because, like you said, they won't be able to work. Yeah. And then sometimes the after school programs and the school program in general is the only place that a lot of these kids get meals. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. So you're taking away their meals. But see, Skylar, the, my daughter, she's a kid now who um, 
she eats breakfast and lunch at school. Well, not the lunch, mm-hmm. but she does. That's by choice, strictly by choice. But she's a lucky one. Most kids don't have a choice. Not most, they but don't. a lot of kids in urban. But I'm areas. saying though, like, is he cutting off the breakfast for like those types of programs as well? Because she. That's that's her thing. She don't want to eat at home. She want to eat at school with her friends. Like that's their, <laughs> you know, like that's their little morning thing. I mean, luckily she has the luxury to choose. She, yeah, you know what I mean. But it's a lot of kids. And before that was actually the job that I did before I went full fledged in writing books. I worked in after school programs in Flint, mm-hmm. and none of those kids had money to bring lunch to school, to bring lunch to after-school programs. A lot of our job was feeding the community. Mm -hmm. We were always serving dinners and Mm -hmm. having banquets and stuff for the community because this is an impoverished city, impoverished neighborhood, and these kids don't have access to meals. And if you come to school hungry, you cannot learn. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. These kids are not focused. Uh, Schools provide breakfast and lunch I've heard students say they hate half a days because half a days they don't have it. you only get breakfast. You, you get breakfast yeah. walking through the door and mm-hmm. you don't get a lunch on half yeah. a day. Which is why so we So now need, they don't know where their meal is coming from. Which That's is true. why we need people like Angela Rye mm-hmm. advocating and explaining policy to the average person. Not even just black people because we're not the only people that don't always understand some of this legislation that's passed. But we need people like her who is willing to stand up and to advocate for what's right. So, yay. Plus be of the week. All right. I think that's it. We ended the podcast on a smart note. We did. (laughs) Intellectual (laughs) shit. We had to bring it back after talking about all that ratchet shit. But I want I want us to do that. I want us to have um, all those types of dialogue that shows who we are as women. Mm-hmm. You know, we're friends and we laugh and we kiki, but we're also highly educated and successful and able to speak about deeper issues than just was popping in, you know, in our culture. So I think that's it. Uh, let's see. Your spiel. Follow us. No, if you enjoyed the podcast, tell everybody. If you didn't like the podcast, don't tell nobody, motherfucker. Keep it to your motherfucking self. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow us. We have an official Instagram page. It's at bitch cold pod cst it's also at bitch cold pod cst on twitter uh follow me personally at Ashley Antoinette on IG at Navalista on Twitter. Um what you can follow me, Chloe Kane, on Instagram at bitchcode underscore KC. And you can follow me on Instagram at bitchcode underscore VVEE. All right. I think that's it. If whether we hope that you can relate to the show, we're always going to be lit. We're always going to give our opinion. Ain't taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, so please don't take offense to anything that we're saying if you disagree. Uh, this podcast is for everybody, for the boss bitches, whack bitches, pretty bitches, ugly bitches, bum bitches, side bitches, main bitches, putin <laughs> 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 bitches, bitches. <laughs> you are horrible, <laughs> or even some of you bitch ass niggas listening. Um, we hope that you can find something in the show that you relate to, something that you love and something that will keep you coming back week to week to hear us do our thing and talk that talk. Uh, I think that's it. That's a wrap for episode seven. Seven. Yes. All right. And we're out. This is the Bitch Cold Podcast with Ashley Antoinette. You are now rocking with the best. Bitch.